What's up my fellow scruffy looking nerf herders and welcome to the Carbonite Chat. Today I'm going to be talking about humor in Star Wars and why The Last Jedi in particular really failed on this. And a lot of people are referring it to Marvel humor and um, that fits. I think that's a you know, kind of good explanation is that they're trying to do Marvel humor because they see Marvel working well. The irony is Star Wars worked much better than Marvel did prior to Marvel existing and they're completely opposite things and the main thing that I mean by they're completely opposite is that Marvel is based in our our world our galaxy it's you know the concept is that these people all function and exist in our world so using humor from where we're from is normal and the other side of it is the characters that have been created have a back and forth they're all so powerful that you create kind of this back and forth with like uh, Iron Man Captain America Thor and the Hulk you have so many characters that they're kind of riffing back and forth but you also these are always kind of in downtimes and if they're not in downtimes usually they tend to be at the beginning of the movie like uh, in Age of Ultron the first attack they're fighting nobodies this isn't the main villain this isn't someone that we really have to worry about it's kind of just showing that our characters are in the swing of things and you know things are ready to go and in that they're kind of having a back and forth you know iron man's making fun of captain america because he didn't want to curse you know but it's it's a fun it's just right into it hey we're we're the same guys you've always known before but by the time it gets to the end there's not this joking around and so that's key to kind of understand that a lot of people are comparing it with Marvel because you had like a your mom joke with Poe and it's a difference from the original trilogy and I'm going to mainly focus on the original trilogy and mainly focus on the first two movies. Um, I think these set the stage for what Star Wars ultimately kind of is and um, I think a lot of people would even say from Return of the Jedi we started to kind of move away from the heart of what Star Wars is. Return of the Jedi is great, but there are some little things that started to turn it more towards a normal franchise. You know, trying to choose Ewoks over choosing Wookiees to be in the movie because they would sell and some other things. And that's fine. I still love Return of the Jedi. And I think it has a lot of brilliant themes and it. it's still an incredible Star Wars movie. It's just, it's a big drop off of the original two. So let's discuss the original two because most people won't the best Star Wars films that they can have. Although I've had quite a few people that told me to just shut up and stop trying to think about it or pick apart the movie. And I guess we should just hope that Star Wars becomes the next Transformer series where there's just absolutely nothing to the story at all. And I can't agree. I can't disagree more, more with that. So I want to focus on two things. One, it'll be where, what type of humor is it? And then where's the humor placed inside of the movie? Now, with the most recent one, The Last Jedi, the humor is spread out from everyone. Kind of every character has a little you know, kind of quip or joke that they make at some point in the movie. And this is where the Marvel thing comes out, where everyone's kind of got that kind of characterization is that they're always kind of the back and forth you know it's this huge group of friends and that makes sense because when you're with a group of friends even if you're not the funniest person you don't make jokes all the time when you're with a group of friends and y'all are kind of having these back and forth you throw it back and forth in but that's not the case with this movie 
you have Luke and Ray both making jokes. Neither one of those characters are funny. Neither one of those characters try to be funny. They're fairly serious characters. Luke makes no jokes in the original trilogy. He's not a funny character. And now the character that is supposed to be this gruff, you know, tore down, broken man is now deciding to make jokes. That just doesn't make sense. <laughs> it doesn't make sense at all. If you've seen the movie Grand Torino, it's like putting Clint Eastwood and having Kevin Hart write his lines of dialogue. It doesn't make sense. Like it doesn't fit the characters. It doesn't fit the situation at all. But you have him and you have him trying to make some joke about Jacques really being from nowhere. And then later you have Ray go, oh yeah, I've already seen your day. You're not very busy. Like these are not lines that are being made by these characters. And there, there's a few other points in time. And then you have Poe who makes the joke that, okay, you're saying that's his character. That was one of the things that I just hated about The Force Awakens was that original joke by Poe completely ruined the setup of what was going on. Whether or not you like Kylo later on, he was set up to be a scary dude. Like you met him, he strikes down one dude real quick and then turns around and stops the laser bolt. I mean, you're. it's like, okay, we're not playing games right now. And then we are playing games because here comes Poe with a stupid joke. It just, it, 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 it bothers me. It, it ruins the villain from the very start. Um, and that's for another video. But here comes Poe again, and he makes another joke. And yet again, it's at the expense of the villain weakening the villain, which is, again, that's where the second part of all this comes in. But so Poe makes a your mom joke and a prank call, which are both very well connected to our world, which does not fit in a galaxy far, far away. And then you have Finn making some jokes. And the, the difference with all most all of the jokes outside of Poe, because I'll give you, okay, Poe's the you know snappy kind of quip guy. Okay, we'll let that pass. You had Finn kind of playing a little bit of a C3PO role, and I think it I think for the most part it kind of worked in The Force Awakens. I know some people disagree, and that's the issue with comedy, is comedy is very subjective. But a lot of people feel that comedy don't, doesn't fit in Star Wars. <clears throat> and so I'm trying to point out some objective concepts to express why a large majority wasn't really happy with it. And so, but Finn's character is kind of afraid. He's, he's like a really... Uh, Kind of a mix between Han Solo and uh, C-3PO. For, before y'all freak out, the only thing I say about Han Solo is that he tries to pretend he knows a lot more than he knows. But in the back of his mind, he's actually a little worried. And the, we get that first scene in The Force Awakens where him and Poe meet. And I think that actually kind of works in a humor concept because he's saying, you know, hey, I'm here to break you out. And he's like, are you with the Resistance? And I'm like, no, I'm not with the Resistance. I'm just, I'm, I'm here to, it's the right thing to do. And Poe goes, you need a pilot. He goes, I need a pilot like that was just that fit that seemed like something kind of I mean it's a little exaggerated but something a char his character would do as we know his character going forward and that's what made the humor in the original trilogy work I rewatched them and I was shocked by how little humor there actually is like distinct attempts at humor rewatching it you kind of find the back and forth with R2 and C3PO funny but really most of the lines and most of the situations that they're presenting this even with C3PO it's not really meant to be humorous at all We're like rewatching it once you know everything that happens and once you know how much of a little whiny baby C3PO is the entire time it, it becomes humorous but 
overall, he's he's afraid and he should be afraid. It's a good character to put into a movie where you're going to have super powerful people that can use the force and do things. It's it's nice to have a character that we would all we know someone. And that's the other part of these characterizations. We when these happen, we can say, ah, I know Bill's like that. That's how Bill always is or whatever. When you have one character that's always a little nervous and constantly worried that something's going to go wrong, you know someone that's like that. You That resonates with you. It's relatable. And so when you have the, and then you also have their two characters bickering back and forth. Now, again, if you rewatch that and you try to think about it as how each moment is placed in the movie a lot of these things aren't that humorous you have the point where they get on Tatooine <clears throat> the first kind of joke is C-3PO talking to R2 as R2 is trying to get in the skate pod to fly away and R2-D2 is beeping you don't know what he says and so you kind of get it from C-3PO and he says you know I'm not a mindless philosopher you overweight ball of grease like okay kind of humorous and then someone shoots off and then c-3po goes oh my god and gets into the escape pod and they fly off okay kind of humor but in the moment of that humor all of the excitement of what's happening has been kind of settled a bit the attacks happen vader's in now he's just trying to find where everyone's at so and then they ship down onto Tatooine and you have another bicker between the two. And again, that moment was setting up their characters so that we understand how their characters work. They don't get along great because if you see these two following along with each other, the initial reaction is, oh, they're friends. They get along very well. This is showing that they don't get along very well, which is setting up when you first get to Tatooine and they split. And really the only other time that C-3PO is funny or the I don't find him funny, but tries to be funny where there's a moment of humor is later on when he falls into the wires, he's like, oh no, I'm melting. And I'll get to why that works more than the Last Jedi stuff in the second part. The other person that's humorous in the movie is Han Solo. Now this is his character. He's this cocky, not really worried, doesn't care about much is willing to kind of try to talk his way out of everything. And that's one of the only humorous, really funny parts of the original movie, A New Hope, is when they're trying to get up there and it's right in the middle of kind of act two and they found the princess, which is their first objective that they were trying to do. So they have accomplished their objective. They've killed all the people surrounding them. So as far as the story goes and the movie goes, the tension has broke. You've had the characters remove their helmets. They've decided on, oh, here's where the princess is, go unlock her. This is a moment that allows the audience to kind of relax. And in that, then we have the moment with Han Solo with the back and forth with the comm operator that says, you know, hey, what happened up there? And he goes, oh, I'm sorry, uh, we had a weapons malfunction, but uh, everything's okay now. We're, we're perfectly fine now. Uh, no, no need to send anyone up. How are you? And he kind of, and that's something that you could expect. That's, you don't bat an eye. You don't say that was out of character. I can't imagine Han saying that. That seems perfectly in character. That seems, it's like he's trying to talk himself out and then he realizes, oh man, that didn't sound very good. <laughs> this isn't good. And then the next one he goes, we're sending up people anyways. And then he tries to say that we have a um, reactor leak and then he shoots the comm and says, a terrible conversation anyways. Or boring conversation anyways. And then he goes, Luke, we got company. That it fits. It's in the moment of when it happens. It fits perfectly. And it is increasing and pushing along the story. Now we know people are coming. They're, now we're setting. The joke actually sets up more tension to come. 
And that's one of the things that the movies actually do very well. In that moment, there's a little break. We have a little joke. It builds up a little bit more of the character of Han Solo. And then the joke and the humor actually jumps itself into more suspense and more drama to come. It increases the storyline. The other time that this happens is in Empire Strikes Back, where we have again the back and forth of R2 and C-3PO. Again, see, these are the characters that we know doing what these characters do, and they happen to be somewhat humorous. We can always know the friends that are never, are always bickering, or the hotshot guy that always thinks he's the funniest guy and can always talk himself out of any situation, or you know, if you're guys, a guy that thinks he can pick up any girl at any bar or any situation and it's just funny to watch him especially when he starts to fail and he realizes ah man that was a dumb line to use on that girl we all know this it's relatable and that's the point these are all relatable moments so when c-3po and r2d2 are kind of back and forth having you know uh back and forth and it's kind of humorous at the beginning of empire strikes back after we know that luke has been attacked by the wampa and then it cuts to showing what everybody's doing it's building suspense because we know Luke's hurt and R2-D2 and C-3PO are going to find Leia and Han to find out where Luke's at. But in this time, they're doing this kind of back and forth and you're like, hey guys, speed it up. Luke is out there. What's going to happen? And this rolls itself into slowly building more drama. But once you see Luke is actually captured and inside the cave with the Wampa, those jokes go away. And C-3PO is actually kind of quiet and trying to make R2 feel better and say, you know, hey, R2, I'm sure he's going to be fine. He's going to be okay. And then the same with Leia after that point. So the jokes are made with the characters in a situation that's really relatable and actually kind of works perfectly with the story as it goes forward. Let's look at The Last Jedi with that. Finn, okay, I've given you the fact that maybe he's a little bit of a comic relief. But his opening moment is waddling around with water shooting out of his water suit. Now, can we relate to this? Is there anything relatable to that at all? Is it in his character? No. His character just got struck down by a lightsaber, and he's been in a coma. Now, you can say, oh, well, he's been in a coma, so that's why he's acting weird. Well, first, not relatable. <laughs> I mean, you may hit 1% of the audience that find that relatable. But two, it doesn't work because, okay, he's just out of his element. But then he immediately says, where's Ray? And he's like, perfectly fine. This is, this is just, this doesn't fit. This doesn't work here. It's terribly timed, which will be part two. But it doesn't work. I've already said how Luke and Ray both use jokes and humors when they're not humorous characters and so why are they having these kind of back and forth moments and then you have that none of these are relatable when you're having a serious conversation it seems odd to just throw in a random joke it just it's the tone is off when Luke and Ray are having a conversation and he's been hidden away for so long and now this girl randomly shows up and pretends she, or she does know all the stuff that's going on with the resistance and Leia and all that stuff and he's trying to find out who is this girl who are you if someone just shows up at your front door and says we know everything that's going on with your family you're gonna be like you know who are you what's go you know who what's going and she's like you know I'm, I'm nobody it, you know doesn't matter and he's like no one's nobody 
which this is again yet another example of Ryan riding towards the fans as he says I don't I don't worry about the fans I don't even think about the fans and as I pointed out with the lines with Kylo and Ray where Kylo keeps going your parents are nobodies they're nothing and she goes no she goes he goes who are your parents and she says my parents are nobodies nobody says their parents are nobodies like if he would have said oh you know your parents aren't somebody special or something like this is writing to directly at the audience but he says he's not worried about the fans now he that's all he worried about he thought about the fans throughout this entire movie this was such a terribly written script but anyways he says he says, who are you? Where are you from? And these are all questions that the audience wants to know. And they pretend, oh, there's no reason that the audience would want to know this. Bull. Like, give me a freaking break. And so then he goes, she says, I'm from Jakku. And he goes, oh, man, you are from nowhere. Does this, does this sound like, one, Luke wouldn't do it. That doesn't fit his character. Unless you're a funny guy or like to throw jokes in everywhere, this doesn't work. This isn't going to be relatable for you either. If, if you're trying to wonder who the crap just showed up at your house for no reason and for no reason for you because you don't care, you don't want to do anything, he's hidden away for that purpose, you're going to be like, what, what are you doing here? I, I don't care where you're from. I don't care anything about you. Why are you here? You need to leave. That makes sense. But it doesn't make sense for his character. And really the other humor that's throughout this is at the expense of characters. So you got Hux being mocked by Poe. You got Hux being slammed down and spun around by Snoke. <clears throat> You've got, I don't even remember all of them. The, and then the other one is the Porgs. Now everybody's like, oh, the Porgs, they had to be there because there was puffins on Skellig Island and you needed the Porgs there. Well, that that's great, but why were they there for the rest of the movie? That doesn't pass. I, I kind of bought into that for a second and then rewatching, I was like, no, that doesn't pass because they kept them throughout the movie and they used them for gags and they have zero story points. Zero. You can say, oh, but they had Ewoks. Yeah, the Ewoks had very important story points and there was even emotional moments where you're seeing them dying. That's the only thing Ryan Johnson's apologized for. <laughs> not ruining Star Wars, not making one of the most awful unintelligible worst written movies i have seen in a very long time that has that's not specifically one of the word like you know you've got movies that get like one stars that you happen to see but as far as a respected name director doing a movie for a respected franchise or a movie that had any version of hype prior to it coming it, i haven't seen something written this bad in that long maybe other than wolverine's uh, uh, x-men origins wolverine which ironically was written by david benioff which is now writing scripts for a trilogy for star wars because he did game of thrones oh wait he didn't even come up with the stories or the characters or anything to do with them but hey let's pick them up because people are going to think oh it's a great job and more people say kathleen's great look she got the game of thrones guys look they made a billion dollars I'm not getting into the business thing again right now. Anyways, <laughs> the Porgs don't work. And they're, they're largely going to be explaining the issues in the next part. But with the humor, can you think of humor in this movie, in The Last Jedi, that's a relatable moment? That's two characters that you can kind of say, oh, yeah, I know some people that would be like that. Do you know some people that are swinging around a lightsaber or a stick or something like that and 
slice a rock in half and it almost falls down and hits some people? Because that's humor in there. Where's that in the original trilogy? See, this is, these are sight gags. There's never a sight gag in the original trilogy, or at least the first two. The only one you could kind of mention was that C-3PO, and again, I will get to that. Actually, let's go ahead and get to it now. The C-3PO one, it's after they escape from the Death Star, and they're trying to flee to get back to the Rebel base, and ties are attacking. And as they're attacking, you have the suspense being built up. You get the great score at that moment by uh, John Williams, and they're all suspense. And then once they finally destroy all of the TIE fighters, you have Han take his headset off, kind of gasp. You have Luke go, you know, yippee or whatever. And then you have Leia and Chewie hug. And then it cuts to C-3PO down in the wires going, you know, I'm melting, help, or whatever. <clears throat> this, again, is the only sight gag type thing that you'll have where it's like it doesn't really push the story forward. It, you know, it's kind of, it's just there to like, ha, ha, ha. But it's right after, it's the end of act two heading into act three and it's a moment after all of the suspense that has been built has been cut it was cut the moment han pulls off his um headset and kind of breathes out and then you have han, uh Le luke leia and chewy all cheering and celebrating the tension has been removed and then you go to sight gag in these the tension's removed by the gag so you have Luke and Ray having the conversation about who she is, where she's from. Joke. It's not really a sight gag, but a terribly unfitting joke. You have the moment where the resistance is trying to flee. And we just had a character die. You slowed down the music. You slowed down the video. You brought up the music. It's supposed to be a very sentimental moment. It's supposed to mean something for the characters later on. Holdo makes it out to be a big deal that the bombers died. We have Rose sitting there crying, worrying about her sister and who we just saw die. And Poe ends up flying in and it's it's still the suspense and the tension's up because they don't. They're trying to jump to light speed and he flies in, he pulls up on it and X-Wing lifts up and then lands. And the second he lands, it's boom, here we are with Finjo. There's no real release of the tension prior to Finn doing these stupid things. And then it cuts back to a more serious moment. And so it just doesn't quite work. And then you have Ray, who's working. First time we get to see her using the lightsaber. We want to see her being trained. So she's working. We see Luke standing over watching her. The music's rising up. She's doing all the boom, cuts it. And then you see the rock fall down and hit the caretakers. And then she's like, oh, no, I'm embarrassed. <laughs> Whoops. It doesn't work. It's stupid. Like, it's so dumb. And the same thing happens at another point where it's the first time we're starting to see the Force Bond. This is a key moment in the movie. This is kind of one of the key storylines we're following through the movie. And it's something that we don't fully understand. And we're trying to understand it. And he decides to do a gag where she shoots and Luke comes out and Luke's like, what happened? And then immediately there's a bunch of caretakers and it's not just a caretaker like, oh no, you know, why'd you do this or whatever? Or trying to fix the thing. It shows like 10 of them. One of them's got like a, a broom and like sweeping the rock and like, it's just, it's set up to be humor. And then they gag on it again as they're walking up for her to be trained finally. And she's like, I don't think they like me. And Luke's like, I wonder why. 
is this good writing? <laughs> is this good writing? Like this is what this this is what people are saying is a masterpiece? Are you kidding me? And then we get up there and Luke's coming to train her. This is again another serious moment. We're wanting to see the training. Luke told us that the Jedi are going to end. <clears throat> and he's going to explain to us why the Jedi need to end. So this is set up to be a serious situation. Why has a character we love so much, the ultimate Jedi in everyone's mind before this movie, now wanting it to end? And he's got a leaf. No reason for him to have it. And he tosses it away right after this little gag. And she, he says, reach out in the force. And she reaches out. This does not fit for her character. This does not fit for what we know. She's already reached out into the Force. She's already felt the Force. She already had this conversation with Maz Kanata. This is how she ended up defeating Kylo in The Force Awakens. She paused and reached out and felt the Force. But now she doesn't know how to. And he tickles her hand. <laughs> This is the guy that doesn't want anyone around, and the only reason he's doing this is because he just wants her to know why the Jedi shannon. This this isn't a fun, funny situation. This isn't his character. This doesn't fit. And a lot of people are like, oh, well, this is like Yoda. Okay, let's cover that. Yoda showed up, and he acted humorous. Again, this is in a point where it fits for the story. Luke's trying to find the Jedi. Then this little weird creature shows up, and he's searching for food, and he's you know fighting with R2-D2 over the food, and... Much like we are, Luke is sitting there, you know, like, hey, man, come on. This is frustrating. I'm just trying to find the Jedi. Please leave me alone. This, this isn't working. Kind of like we are. And then the second Yoda realizes he's there to find Yoda, everything changes. And he's never that humorous character again. Never. It's a subversion. It's a good subversion. <laughs> Unlike Ryan Johnson, who can't do subversion well at all. And never makes it be a better payoff. Instead, the character that we're mocking, thinking this stupid little frog creature, actually ends up being one of the most powerful Jedi's we've ever known. And he's humorous to set because he's in hiding. And the second he realizes, oh, it's here for the Jedi. Okay, let me teach you. Let me show you the ways of the Force. And it's dead serious from that point on. So it doesn't work. This is the problem is everyone is looking back and kind of trying to recreate the Empire Strikes Back or New Hope to fit their belief system. Someone tried to argue that, oh, it's got just as many plot holes. Give me a freaking break. Please put up a video that's got an hour and 10 minutes of plot holes. You can't do it. You can't. There's a reason they're considered classics. There's a reason that many directors nowadays look back to them and talk about that that changed their whole life, that they wanted to make movies because of that. That's like sitting there saying like The Godfather and Godfather Part Two and Casablanca, Citizen Kane, Raging Bull. These movies, they have so many plot holes. They have more plot holes than The Last Jedi. Give me a brick and break. There's a reason they're considered classics. There's a reason it's been 40 years and before this movie came out, no one was talking about the plot holes throughout Empire Strikes Back. They exist because just like this movie, the only way it can ever create anything for itself is try to destroy the past and try to make it like the past means nothing. Just like all the female characters are strong because they try to degrade all of the male characters. Rey looks more powerful because she ends up beating down Kylo. Rey looks more powerful because she ends up beating down Luke. Holdo looks powerful because she kind of overpowers Poe and talks down to him like a little child. 
that's how all these are. Rose looks like the, the main character because she talks down to Finn and has to explain to Finn everything, even though it makes no sense that she's explaining to Finn why all of her thoughts, why she has this. She just heard stories about what's happened. Finn's the one that's actually worked for the First Order. He's the one that's been in the army his entire life. He's the one that would know whether or not that these people are weapons dealers. But that doesn't make sense because logic is stupid. Just like everybody, oh, it's subjective. I've kind of gone off track. Back to the humor thing. Oh, man, this movie still pisses me off so bad. All right, so as I've shown, this isn't back and forth. This doesn't fit the character. It doesn't improve the story. It doesn't build the story. Then it's the location of where the jokes are at. And I've discussed that with a lot of the ones prior where it doesn't fit the tone. You have a serious conversation between Luke and Ray, and then boom, here comes the joke. Are, are any of these moments serious in the original trilogies where this humor comes in? I mentioned with Han, we had just destroyed all of the stormtroopers that are there and they've accomplished their task. They're now freeing Leia. The tension has been pulled. And this is just a back and forth talk. This isn't a sight gag. Chewie doesn't trip over a stormtrooper and start falling around and firing a weapon off or something like that. He doesn't accidentally kick a stormtrooper and then the stormtrooper falls down and hits another stormtrooper like three decks below. And they say, hey, wait a minute, someone's up there. That's how Ryan Johnson would have them be captured. But instead, it's done in a normal conversation dialogue. And then even in Empire Strikes Back, you have a few gags. After Luke has been captured, I mean, after Luke has been freed, they're back at Hoth and they're trying to be able to get away and the Empire hasn't even showed up yet, but they're kind of setting everything up. And Han's working on the Falcon. And he's trying to get Chewie to turn some things on. And then, you know, things kind of pop and blow up. It's Again, the Falcon's part of the character. And he's a piece of junk that's always causing issues. It fits. Like, all of this. Even the freaking vehicles in the original trilogy have more character than the actual human characters in The Last Jedi. But again... It's a point where there's no tension. There's nothing going on. It's the build. We know the Empire's coming. And again, this is that brilliant where it's setting up suspense. Because everything just seems normal. But you know that something's up. It's like when you watch a horror movie. I think one of the best horror movies that I've seen in a really long time is Strangers. And the brilliance of Strangers is you have two characters that are discussing the issues and whether or not they want to break up. And they're in this house. And you just keep seeing a character in a mask kind of randomly pop up in the corner and then disappear and they don't know it for like half the movie and you're like what there's someone right behind you they're right by stop talking about your relationship and get a gun that's that's brilliant suspense that's how you do suspenseful scenes you reveal something to the audience that the characters don't know and that's what's so brilliantly done and so you have these humor moments but it adds to what's going on in the movie. This doesn't add to what's going on. Well, if you just see me now in a different position and the camera moved, um, I had a cut because I filmed like however much longer of this video and I checked it and I had run out of memories. So it cut off the whole second half of the video. So. <clears throat> after much yelling and throwing stuff around, I'm going to try to finish this video. <laughs>
I got most of it out. I did. I lost my flow, so now I'm mad because it's not going to be as good as the first half because I'm frustrated and so trying to discuss the topic and I had kind of let everything out about the topic and after letting it all out, now I've got to try to remember what I said and I don't write scripts. I just talk. <laughs> so I don't have, I don't, I don't even remember what I said. Uh, so here we go. I just talked about the Stranger Things or Stranger movie and how the timing and I kind of discussed on the first movie, uh, the first half, a lot of situations where they just don't fit timing wise. They don't fit the tone. And <clears throat> you have like, I discussed with the Millennium Falcon and with other situations that they build suspense or they fit the story. They increase the the tone, the tension of what's going on in the movie. Where's that in The Last Jedi? It's never in The Last Jedi. You have the Millennium Falcon flying and it's trying to get away on crate. And this is a dire situation. The resistance is down to nothing. They're trying to reach out to people. The First Order's pulling up and they're going to be able to blow out the door. And then they're all dead. There's, there's no hope. The only thing they're trying to do with the stupid little speeder things, other than try to make Ryan Johnson look like a better director because visually it looks good, even though it had absolutely no sense in the story. It's completely rushed and it doesn't work at all. But ignoring all that, let's pretend it's working. And the Millennium Falcon flies away. Hux tells everyone to chase it because plot <clears throat> and the falcon's flying and then you have a porg fly into the window and then right after it you have a porg hat scream and be hit off what what about that is improving the story or doing anything for the story it's not and that's what a porg thing of oh it's just puffins they had to hide the puffins doesn't work <laughs> it doesn't work it just doesn't because they're throughout the movie and they're they have no point there's no meaning but it doesn't improve anything with the story just like none of the points of the movie improves anything for the story Finn's water thing where does it improving suspense no is it killing the tone of where we're at in the point of the movie yes is it relatable no so each one of these like humor and jokes and if I repeat some stuff I'm sorry I don't I don't remember what all I said, but it, humor is subjective, but there is some objective things that you can look at and see. This is what people have done throughout time to be considered really funny. One of them is relatable humor, humor that everyone gets. You have different people that use a different style of humor to turn relatable situations that we all know and make them humorous in a different way, a different light. It's, it's very basic. Each person does it in their own way. The other way is timing. Some people made some comments about some of the, the video that I did on uh, why the, the Last Jedi's a masterpiece. And that they, they said just the way I presented some of the humor was just really well timed. You know, with things where, you know, I'm not going to repeat them because it was... The thing is, is I was just, I was just spitfiring. I didn't have a script. I had a, a light outline uh, for that one, but I was just, and you, you're like, oh, the timing's great because it was a natural. It was very natural because I was just naturally doing it. I'm not trying to say I'm an, an actor or something. I was just, I was just being myself, <laughs> kind of ironically sarcastic version of myself, which I'm very sarcastic anyways. But people were saying, oh, the timing of how you kind of paused here and then said it, you know, stuff like 
we understand that. We, we get that. We've seen these things in other people. So timing and how it fits and works in a moment, we understand that. These are kind of objective things that for the majority of people, you can say this is why it is or isn't funny. There's a reason there's certain humorous or comedy comedy films that just bomb across the board. It's not completely subjective. There are some objective realities to why things work and don't work. And when you place it into a franchise that has an existing style of humor and then you change it, well, then yeah, there's an objective reason these don't work. And it's the characters. The, the, does the humor fit along with the character that we're following? Does it fit in the moment, time, or tone of the scene that we're in? And is it relatable? Because Star Wars humor has almost always been relatable. You can maybe once or twice that it doesn't. And again, I'm really focusing on the original trilogy because this is what set up what Star Wars is. That's why I said in my video that if you're not a fan of A New Hope or Empire Strikes Back, you're not really a Star Wars fan. Because... Those are what make up Star Wars. That's like saying, I'm a Chicago sports fan, but I don't like the Bears or the Bulls. And, you know, not really the White Sox either. Well, no, you're a Cubs fan. That's what you are. You're not a Chicago sports fan. You're, you're, you're not. <laughs> like, you, you, this is, those are the things that make you a Chicago sports fan. So why are you trying to say, like, I don't call myself a Chicago Bulls fan because I only liked Jordan. I only liked the Jordan team. That was what I grew up on. I watched every single game they played on. But guess what? When Jordan retired, I didn't watch any more Bulls games. Am I a Bulls fan or was I a Jordan fan? That's what I mean when I say you're not a Star Wars fan if you don't like those. You don't have, they don't have to be your favorite. I question it if they're not your favorite. But you, don't have, but you're, you can enjoy Star Wars and you can watch my videos. I'm, I'm not really going to consider you a true Star Wars fan if you don't like the first two Star Wars. Off subject again. <clears throat> so because those are the original, those are the ones that I'm basing off what is objectively good humor in Star Wars. So character, I, I already listed them. So let's go through them. With We already said the Finn. Does it work? Then you have the t lightsaber tossed by Luke Saber. Completely doesn't fit the character. Completely doesn't fit the tone of what's going on there. And it, I mean, I guess you could say it does something for the story. So maybe one out of three, that's not good. You know, you at least need to hit two out of three to be like in the subjective reason. But then we go and we have another serious conversation with Luke and Ray. This is a serious conversation. It's in a dark cave. Tonally, it's a serious moment. You're having a conversation. Who are you? Why are you here? And you have the, oh, you're from Jakku. That really is nowhere. And I think it's in the same scene where Ray goes, I've seen your day. You're not doing anything. Really? Really? It doesn't fit either one of those characters. It doesn't fit the tone of the moment. And it's not really relatable either. Maybe Ray's is. Maybe is relatable in that, like, someone that's a younger person might would make a little joke if they saw someone else doing pointless things they might be like you're not busy but it doesn't fit her character like Poe says it sure Finn says it yeah she says it no 
<laughs> and then you have the caretakers and the porgs that are just there for sight gags. They don't include, they don't improve upon the story. Yes, I know there was a deleted scene, but guess what? That's not in the movie. So yeah, they didn't do anything from the movie. <clears throat> Neither one of those have anything to do with the movie. Their characters, they have no characterization other than to be the humorous little sight gag. They never keep on tone. They're always killing the tone, suspense, or tension of a scene. And then you have the moment with Ray and Luke. Again, Ray reaches her hand out. It doesn't fit. It doesn't fit the tone. It doesn't fit the situation. The situation is trying to discuss why the Jedi need to end. Something we all want to know very, very seriously. The whole situation surrounding it is more serious. It's the training of the Force. We've never seen the Force done in this type of way. Everyone wants to talk about Yoda, and Yoda was joking around, laughing, ha ha ha, but that was only at the very beginning when he was not pretending to be a Jedi, and it fits with the tone of what's going on. Again, I don't know if I've repeated this, so I'll be very quick because I think I've, I did this earlier in the video, but the second that he is realized that he's serious, or that he's that Luke is looking for the Jedi, he's, he's serious from that point on, and the whole training of the Force is never, he's never joking. It's serious. It's all serious. 100%. Yoda does not play games when it comes to this. So no, this doesn't fit. This doesn't fit tonally. It's a simple another sight gag because Luke has a little leaf and the second he's done he tosses it. Well, why'd you bring it up there? There's not a tree. You didn't pull that off the tree and then do that when you saw the opportunity. Plus, Ray's already reached out to the Force before so it doesn't make sense. It fails on every front. Then you had like BB-8 shooting coins or stupid little whatever it is trying to stick coins in them and burping into his face. Like, is this relatable? <laughs> like, like, yeah, I've seen I've seen tons of drunk people put coins in a basketball and burp on it. Oh, that's so relatable. You got you know the stupid stuff where. You got Finn and Rose both even look at each other when BB-8 comes out of the ATST. It's just none of the humor at any point in the movie. Maybe 10%. Maybe. I was really trying to be nice to those of you who like the movie. Maybe 10% of it works with that's relatable. I don't really think anything was in character. Um, maybe. Maybe 10% was in character. And it just didn't fit the tone. If you get one out of three, you still fail. If you can't hit, you at least need to hit two out of three. Then you can say, oh, well, it's subjective. Okay, I'll give you that. But the problem is, the vast majority of the time, it only hits one out of the three issues. Anyways, <clears throat> I know the ending kind of <laughs> died off there. I had, I, 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 I thought the ending I finished really strong on. And I was really happy with the video. And then I... So what happened, and I tried desperately not to punch a hole through the wall, um, and so I had to delete a bunch of stuff, and then use the first half of this video, and redo it. So I'm sorry if it died off on the end. I tried to make sure to wrap it up, and you know, give it a nice little clean touch. I had some people ask about this, and so I've been <clears throat> wanting to do this video, and I wanted to try to explain it. And the problem is, as I said. Comedy humor is subjective, but there are some objective things that you can place around it. And so, you know, I wanted to kind of put some different, you know, steps or things behind that kind of should be objectively agreed upon by the vast majority of people 
for, yeah, I can see why you would say that would be what makes up humor in Star Wars, if not humor as a whole. And then looking at those, you can look at the humor in The Last Jedi and be like, okay, wait a minute. Yeah, it didn't work. It didn't really work. Um, so that was what I attempted to do. I am not a comedian. Um, so, you know, it's one of those things where it's like if, you know, I'm just a simple YouTuber with not even a thousand subscribers trying to break down all these different things. And I've, you know, done Greek tragedy and now I'm doing humor and, you know, I try to present them in as understandable, easily accessible way. And, um, I look forward to hearing your thoughts down below. I hope it helped you. I hope it helped some people understand it, specifically those that have asked me for this video. Um, and I know I went a little long. I ranted a bit because I got worked up. Um, it probably would have been longer if I wouldn't have cut the data because I'm, uh, or lost um, space memory because I'm pretty sure I ran longer. But I kind of was out of steam after that, after using up all of it. I guess that's the issue with not having a script. But that's what I chose to do. That's how I do it. So I got my one cut in there. <laughs> I'm sure that was very disrupting to go from how I was before to then like right there. Um, but anyways, as usual, thank you guys for watching. Um, I look forward to hearing your thoughts. If I missed anything, if you think I'm an idiot and, oh no, it was the funniest thing ever. I look forward to talking to you about that. If you think that I'm, <clears throat> I missed some humor. I know I didn't even get on to stuff like Luke drinking the sea cow milk or stuff like that. There's just so many things to go over. Uh, and I already got angry in the middle of the video. So, um, if I miss anything, if you think there's more to add to what could objectively make this not work or what made the original trilogy work better, Please comment them down below. As always, I always try to comment back to everyone and talk with everyone and give everyone the time as my comments have been incredibly respectful. And I thank all of you for that, as always. And I know I've uh, my last video got me, you know, uh, quite a few more subscribers. The, the Why the Last Jedi is Brilliant video. And so to all you new subscribers that are watching this, just please keep it respectful. Alright, my channels always keep it respectful. Even if you disagree with me and you think The Last Jedi is brilliant, um, as long as you're respectful, don't don't get in a argument fight calling people names. Discuss it with reason. Always be reasonable. Always be respectful. Enough of that. I've run on long enough. So, as always, guys, thank you again for watching. And never forget you nerf herders. I love you.